and welcome to Too Stupid to Live, a podcast that reviews romance novels $5 and under. I'm your host, Becky Feldman, and I am so excited about today's episode because we are reviewing a Selena Montgomery book, and that is something that I have been wanting to do for a while now. And um, if you don't know who Selena Montgomery is, you may know her by her non-pen name, Stacey Abrams. Yes, I can hear all of you like nodding and going, oh. Um, So uh, we recorded this episode pre-Super Tuesday, and now it is post-Super Tuesday. And as um, someone, me, who isn't one of those like amazing people who are like, oh, I'm off social media. I'm not a social media person. Um, Listen, I have uh, uh, felt and read the the myriad of emotions and frustrations. And um, I know that Stacey Abrams is a name that is, you know, brought up in talking points about potentially being someone's running mate. And um, I guess I want to say that this episode isn't about that. Uh, we talk about her as a writer and a politician, but there uh, th- there isn't any sort of, like, endorsement in terms of the, the Democratic primary in the 2020 election. Um, anyway, so that's out of the way. I don't know why I needed to say that. I am just feeling, like, just a bunch of anxiety right now. Um, I just want, I want everyone to be, you know, healthy and happy. Um, and, you know, well, in terms of, like, happiness... Um, This episode, I think, will give you just that for about an hour um, because um, I have an amazing guest and we are reviewing um, the book Hidden Sins, which is currently $3.99. And my guest today is storyteller and podcast host Jonathan B. Welch. So um, as some of you guys know, um, on some episodes, I asked the guests to come up with like a tagline for the book. Um, and so I was like having I was so like immersed in the the discussion that Jonathan and I were having that I forgot to ask him about his tagline. So I'm just going to uh, share that now. Um, so Jonathan's tagline for Hidden Sins was bad blood between exes means nothing when a fortune in gold awaits. And mine was. She's facing her past and kissing him, too. So please enjoy this review of Hidden Sins. Well, Shall yeah. we talk romance? I mean, can we please talk romance? Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I'm so excited you're here. Um, we are reviewing a Selena Montgomery book, which we all know Selena as Stacey Abrams. We know Stacey Abrams. He, we know her. Um, and you chose um, uh, mm-hmm. this book. Why Why uh, Celine Montgomery? Why Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams in particular for you? Sure. So um, as we kind of talked about in, in the beginning before we started recording, I assume. Or it's, maybe it's part of it. It's part we'll of see. it. Who, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, yes. Surprise you, me. You're going <laughs> to... Just repeat yourself, and I'm yeah. gonna like base each performance, and cool. whichever sounds good, I'll edit it. <laughs> okay, so for sure, um, yeah. I have uh, I've worked in politics off and on for the past 20 years, uh, volunteering, work, actually working um, 
for governments, for campaigns, um, and I now work in interior design. I've retired, uh, <laughs> and I have—I really haven't retired. I have so much student loan debt, um, <laughs> and I <laughs> now work. Uh, so I work in design, mm-hmm. um, but I'm doing a lot of political work in this election cycle, mm-hmm. and I have for the past couple of election cycles. I've kind of jumped back in. Yeah. Uh, after the 2016 election, I decided to you know stop performing as much. I was doing a lot of performing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what brought me out to Los Angeles. And I kind of put that on pause a little bit to get more political and to try to spread my time a little bit more. So politics is a huge part of my life. Democratic politics is a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams is a huge part of democratic politics. And she is wonderful. If you don't know who Stacey Abrams is, she ran for governor of Georgia in 2018. She is a bright, shining light. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you just, you see her, you see her speak, you hear her, you just want to hug her. Yeah. Like, or, and you want her to tell you it's going to be okay? Like, right, she's of the course. one who's going to have to tell us it's yeah. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my, my like personal speculation is whoever the nominee is. It could be one of two people at this point, I think, yeah, where we are. I don't know. We're well, recording this um, on Super Tuesday Eve. God help us all. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no idea. Who knows? Yeah, um, I'm going to put this out as soon as possible before any sort of like yeah. quagmire happens. Yeah, if it does, it does. But, you know, I kind of think if, if, if Biden becomes the nominee, if Bernie Sanders becomes the nominee, the one person that they both could choose who could bring everybody together and unite the whole party is Stacey Abrams, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, So Stacey, she did not win, uh, but mm-hmm. she's gone on to found uh, Fair Fight, which is an action group um, kind of oriented around trying to ensure that voters aren't suppressed basically Mm -hmm. like to stop voter suppression where they can to have an impact on um, activating voters and and informing voters and making sure that the process is legal, fair, just all across the country uh, where we kind of fight that on a constant basis. We're kind of like coming up against that. Like we're coming up against gerrymandering and we're coming up against voter suppression tactics that are unique and gross and, Mm -hmm. um, and just designed to hold people down and keep them away from voting. And she's been fighting that effort. So Stacy, Stacy's awesome. Weird thing about Stacy is that for years she's written romance novels as Selena Montgomery. Yes, she has. And she's not it, what an, an award-winning romance novels. Yeah. Um, which is so, which is so cool. And and she also like very much owns it, which I also like she this is her pen name, but she also was like I loved doing this and, yes. and it was just like a lot it's seeing someone have two different passions. I mean, obviously her main passion is, you know, public service but to see someone just like enjoy all having something else that kind of like really fires them up I find yeah. like it, I don't know it's motivating it's such a shocker too it's yeah. like wait romance novels mm-hmm. you know like she's not like a Danielle Steele well Danielle Steele's kind of romancy it kind of she, right? I mean um I guess like maybe there's they're like so, like there's romance in them but I mm-hmm. I don't know if she kind of qualify like as as a romance author. Sure. sure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I would almost like bargain to say that Selena Montgomery pieces, having read one, just one, mm-hmm. um, that they are kind of bordering other things too. Absolutely. Like this yeah. was, 
I read, sh- shall I reveal? Do you want to reveal? Oh, yeah, you can. Um, oh, well, okay, yes. We are reviewing Hidden Sins by Selena Montgomery. It is currently $3.99. Um, I'll give a quick uh, synopsis. Um, Mara Reed has come a long way from the quiet town of Kiev, Texas. Using her intellect and astuteness, Mara found ex- success as a con artist. However, when she crosses paths with some thugs as she searches for buried treasure, treasure, she returns to her hometown and to the arms of the only man she ever loved and truly betrayed. Um, yeah. That, I feel like that barely covers this book because it feels like it was 27 books in one, but it wasn't bloated. It was so much. Yeah. It was so much content. Yeah. Um, yeah. It w- and it's not a hard read. It's just like, wow, you know, I'm on a journey with these yes. people. Yeah. It was kind of like there were part times where I was just like, she'll like cut to like, you know, they're gaze- they're caressing each other. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a romance novel. I <laughs> agree because it threw me off so much yeah. when it was like, when, when I, especially like you get into the meat of the, it's a mystery novel yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it has, mm-hmm. um, it has elements of hidden gold, mm-hmm. which is, I recently saw an Unsolved Mysteries episode about hidden gold. Whoa. It, so it's it, it was just like it coincided with this. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. An old unsolved mysteries. Hidden episode. gold is hidden a, gold. <laughs> hidden gold. Where it's a woman named Babe in the <laughs> in the like in the hill country of Arizona, no, New Mexico. Okay, New Mexico. Yeah, and the woman that they had portray her, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not the actress, but like the yeah. woman, but Babe. <laughs> um, she and her husband like found this gold cave. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. a, there was like a shaft and everything, and they, mm-hmm. I don't know how gold works, but like <laughs> <laughs> all I know it is from like City Slickers too. <laughs> yeah. All I know is from Ducktales. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. actually a scene or um or part of the book, a scene in the book mm-hmm. where um where she flicks gold coins to give yes. it away. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. You can. Sp- yeah, you can spoil the end. All like most romances have, or most all of them have happily ever afters. So don't worry yeah, about like. I was are thrilled. they gonna? Yeah. I because th- I was on the edge of my seat thinking that like somebody was gonna get a bullet through betwixt the eyes or yeah, something. No. You know, something was gonna happen. Everything works out. That's why we love it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. It's why it's like so. Just like oh, like literally nothing works out in our lives. Like nothing no, works no, out. No, nothing. And so to have something work out, mm-hmm. um, especially in uh, the pre-Super Tuesday, as I'm feeling right now, yeah. it's nice to just like take a step away from life and have read a fun story where I things agree. work out. So I appreciate you asking me on and giving me this gift that, gift that I needed. It was a gift. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I really feel that. So thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, it's this, a gift to have you here. Oh my God. God, you're too kind. Oh it's my just, God. I, I love it. And the rest I, of this is going to be us complimenting you. That's it. Guys, right. go read the book. We're, yeah, Becky we're and I done. are going to sit here and just go through everything for the next yeah. however long. I, don't I mean, know. we can go as long as we want. I mean, I have to go to go home at a certain point, oh. but like I can stay a while, you know? Great. Oh, no. And we'll uh, just yeah. go through it. We'll go through it. First of yeah. all, we're in your place. Lovely. Thank you. I thank love you. this place. Oh my it's gosh, just thank so you so much. I love when I walk into somebody's apartment for the first time or their home or, you know, and I, and, and it just feels like perfectly tailored to the person. Oh my God. 
God. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my, okay, well, let me, my brother helped me put this together. So I feel like maybe I should also not take full credit. Okay. But, you know, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm maintaining it. You maintain it. <laughs> you maintain it. And also, if there was something that you saw and you were like, I don't like that, you'd say that. That's very true. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. true. So. Um, so this is on me. Um, <laughs> so do you want to look at the cover of the book uh, real quick? I right. have it up here. Yeah, please. If you want to, do you want to describe it to everyone? Um, yeah, I do. Okay. So yeah. this is, this book, first of all, takes place in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm feeling very like late Bush era when I look at the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it is two African-American individuals. Um, we do find out that, so we assume it's Mara. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. we assume it's Mara and we assume that the man caressing her. So she's, we don't see her face. No, you don't see their faces. Because of course, you know, we need to, we need to leave it up to our imaginations what we think Mara looks like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I assume that's Ethan, mm-hmm. who is the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is caressing her. She's wearing um, she's wearing a tank top. I believe his leg is over her arm. Oh, is it? I think that is that a leg? Oh, I thought it was his arm. Wait a minute. It could be his arm. It I thought it was his arm. Kind of like a foot. It does look like foot-esque. Yeah, now that What's I look happening? at it. I don't know. What part of your body, Ethan? Maybe he's like, it looks like he's like in, because there's so much caressing. This is like caress oh, city. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like, he's like, his fingers are like flicked and he's like caressing her arm. Oh, possibly. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I could see that. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it very much looks like a calf. It, oh my god! Yeah, no, that's a forearm. That's a fucking but that's, forearm. That's a whoa, a yeah, forearm. Yeah. We find out. So that is the cover. Yeah. I mean, it it's is very hot. It's very hot. Yeah, I thought like it, it's very sensual. Um, and like in this book, like I feel like. Have you ever read a romance novel before? Before this book, I have never. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's for me. Right. That said, mm-hmm. I. Loved it. Yeah, I, that's so great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. was. I, I got into it at first. And one of the things that I, I mean, because you hear people talk about romance novels, mm-hmm. okay? So, like, it's not completely foreign to me. Sure, it's just that yeah. I've never picked one up and read it cover to cover mm-hmm. or even really read parts of it. Um of any romance novel. So when I when I picked it up and I was reading, I was like, man, the descriptions are so heavy-handed. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of describing just paragraphs about an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so the story itself is very short. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's very simple. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of descriptors are kind of filling in the space. Yeah. I found it like... With this book, I found that, like, compared to other books that I've read, and maybe it's other books that I've read recently, um, there wasn't as much sex in it. It was mostly, like, it was very um, sensual, and there was so much sexual tension, Mm -hmm. but it was through eyes, it's through caressing, it's through kissing here and there. And that, like, that I thought was, like, very, like, palpable, and the way she wrote it was, like, very poetic and flowery, but, like very engaging um but I yeah agree. that's why i liked the the cover because it was like they're embracing and i think that was like the majority of like maybe their physical interaction you know well 
at first I kind of thought that was what we were getting at. You know, I thought yes. that it was just mm-hmm. going to be this like Sam and Diane on Shears will they won't they <laughs> moment. Like what yes, is going to happen I, here? Oh my God. Because so many of the breaks that Stacy, we're just going to say Stacy. And mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. reading this entire book, I read it in Stacy Abrams voice. Did you really? Like yeah. that's all, I could not get past it. I just pictured her, you know, like I was, I was picturing her like, in the middle of the night after a long day of work, long day of work, like mm-hmm. just writing on her laptop, enjoying her life, like busy changing the world during the day. And then at night, nice glass of wine and typing it and just having a blast. Because she was writing this when she was the minority leader yes. of uh, the Georgia State House. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's her way to unwind. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so, so <laughs> cool. But I could not get her voice out of my head oh, the I'm entire sure. time. It yeah. was kind of. It's kind of wild. Yeah. So especially when she says like her nipple, I'm like, Stacy. <laughs> oh yeah. Stacy, uh-huh. come on. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, but we don't even get to that until I think they have sex 50% of the way through the book. Like yeah. halfway through. I th- Oh, I thought more. Like I mm. thought it was like the last quarter of the book. Well, one of the beautiful things about reading it on my Kindle app on my tablet mm-hmm. is that it tells you oh, that's where right. you are. And I yeah. think it was like 52%. Was it and I'm really? like, well, we got halfway. Okay. We got halfway and now they finally had sex. But then they have much more sex yeah. later. Like it picks up like yeah. when it's like, oh, they're together. They're on the lamb. They're on the lamb. Kind of. Like I feel like they're yeah. on the lamb going across town. Yeah, they didn't go far. Yeah, well, they had to like. It was very funny how they like. We need to stay within a certain radius, and I'm just like, yeah. they're the thugs are literally next door. Yeah, <laughs> like, go I'm scared to for another you. state, please. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like it starts with. Should we talk about sure. like where the plot goes? Yes. And everything? So it starts off with. Um, uh, well, first it starts off. The first scene takes place in the past, where like yeah. a group of like I guess con artists slash preachers um, are burying Spanish gold, right? Yeah. Yes, which I didn't really pick up until later. Like I read mm-hmm. it, and yes, then yes, I yes, went, yes. and then I was like, oh, okay, yes. Now this is tying back. It's in mm-hmm. the 30s. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in like the late 1930s, and somebody's tattooing. Mm-hmm. There's a woman tattooing. Her yes. name's Aiko. Mm-hmm. Aiko? Yeah, I think so. Like Aiko, Aiko, Aiko yeah. Reed. Mm-hmm. And she is tattooing. Um, like these Greek symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so they, and her husband, he's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, he is a traveling preacher. He's, it's very like America 1930s. Like yeah. if you know the, um, the story of Sister Amy McPherson, who started the Angelus Temple in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. I only know this because Kathy Lee Gifford wrote a musical <laughs> and I saw it on Broadway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. It starred Carolee Carmelo. She was oh, really great. Oh, um, my God. And she played Sister Amy, mm-hmm. um, who started the Angelus Temple, which isn't far from here. It's in, like, Echo Park. It's this oh, big, yeah. if you know, like, by Echo Park Lake, that big kind of rounded yeah. church building. That's mm-hmm. the Angelus Temple. And she was kind of the first, like, mass televangelist. And she did, like, a traveling road show. Yes. I think I know who you're talking about. That now sounds very familiar. Yeah. So that is That was very... 
big, I guess, in America in like the yeah. 1930s and 40s because mm-hmm. you would uh, take your message. And then, of course, that translated into like Billy Graham and Jim Baker, Tammy Faye, mm-hmm. like people like that in the 70s, 80s, 90s mm-hmm. because they had access to media, television, radio, things mm-hmm. like that. So you would travel around. But this band of preachers, um, yes, stole gold. Yeah. Had some stolen gold mm-hmm. and they hid the treasure. Yes. Um, and then there was like, you know, and this is all in the first scene. There was like some sort of, there was a betrayal. Um, and I'm not, I forget the, but like someone, they each have their keys and like, you know, you need like a certain amount of keys to like unlock right. the box. Yeah. It's like very Indiana Jones style. It's an escape room. It's an escape room. Yeah, yeah, that's exact that's exactly it. I was like, you yeah. need like three keys. Um so someone and gets we all have to work together. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of arguing and half the people are like, you're doing great. Yeah. We're all in this for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But everybody wants to be rich. Exactly. Yeah. Um so the treasure's buried and then so then years later we have Mara Reed who um is her, if we find out that her grandfather was the blind preacher right. who helped, like you know, bury the gold. They're in this, like, I guess it's like a secret society almost, you know, with the, you know, Greek things and knowing. I don't. It's not like a society, but like, you it's, know, a band of people. It's a cult in a way, mm-hmm. or at least it morphs into a cult because yeah. what you find out about when, when we catch up with Mara, present day for the novel, but mm-hmm. two thousand six. Um, we catch up with her and we find out that her father kind of took over mm-hmm. the the congregation mm-hmm. and turned it into a crazy cult. Yeah. He was like murdering people. Yeah. Or, yeah and like branding Enslaving people. Enslaving people really, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like you want to talk about unsolved mysteries. Like they're, you know, people who like would work for him and mm-hmm. it was very big love in a way. It was really yes. strange. You very know? strange. So mm-hmm. she leaves. She decides to yeah. run away. When which, she's 18 When she's old. 18. And she just be kind of becomes this like grifter. You know, she just like, you know, does scams and cons and like, but like really like smart and, and like, Live, she like lives a life of danger, mm-hmm. um, but when she takes off, she also leaves behind her her beloved Ethan. Her, she leaves Ethan behind, she Ethan leaves, Stewart. Yeah, who he now became like a doc, doctor of dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, the dead body doctor. Yeah, exactly. He's forensic files. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he is a forensic anthropologist. Yes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so she's running away. In the beginning, like, there's a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cassandra she, is murdered. Cassandra's murdered. Yeah. yeah. Is that... Oh, Cassandra's think, murdered, but there's another woman, uh, oh, Mary... Yeah. Ba- Mary Beth? Mary Ellen? Yes, Mary yeah, Anne. yeah. It was Mary someone. It was, yeah, a, yeah. It was a Mary... It was a Mary. Two, Mary. Hey, Miss Mary, two names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are uh, you? Yeah, so <laughs> she... She's mm-hmm, dead, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what her name yeah. is anymore. But she's dead. She was holding onto a journal because she's the descendant of one of the guys in the band mm-hmm. of people. Gold, gold barriers. Yeah, the gold band. Yeah, the gold the gold barrier preacher band. <laughs> Which is that like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic yep. Zeros or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're a little culty, yeah. you know. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. We've... I I know there's probably a lot of magnetic zeros in there and I just don't feel like counting. Yeah. <laughs> Just how many are yeah. of, of you are there? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah. So her, I think it was like her great uncle because we're about two generations out, two, yeah. two to three generations out at this point. Um, and her great uncle um, is had a journal, I guess, with all of the information, like mm-hmm. all of the, the keys and codes mm-hmm. that they needed in order to find where this was. Yeah. And a gentleman murders her mm-hmm. and then makes away with that journal. Mm-hmm. And she gets tipped and she partners with, in her like grifting scheme with, mm-hmm. um, it starts in Detroit. Yes. Where there are a lot of casinos. Why not? Yeah. Listen. What are we going to do with this place? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to Detroit. Go lose to some D- money. I, lose some money. Everybody's lost money in Detroit. Well, I mean, it's yeah, coming back. It's on brand, I guess. It, I, oh, it is. Mean, yeah. No, Detroit. Listen, you're coming back. I hear great things about Detroit, and so many yeah. wonderful people come from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've no. been, and it's I actually been. like it's changing a lot, oh, which is cool. like kind of cool yeah. to witness that, you mm-hmm. know, and see kind of how um, resilient a city can yeah. be, and the people of that city, and what they're you know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting things that I was not prepared for is there are casinos. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I would not have known. You're right across. The, the border from Canada. Okay. So you're right there. Yeah. Uh, Windsor, Ontario is right. It's the mm-hmm. only place where you drive south to get into Canada. Right. Okay. Yep. That it, makes from sense. From the U.S. Yes. So yes, you yes. drive south from Detroit into Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who cross the border, yeah. you know, every day for work. Mm-hmm. And there are casinos in Detroit. Wild. So that's where we start the story. Yeah. So, and, yeah, the story itself takes place, like, starts up there. Mm-hmm. Mara knows about this gold, right? Or yeah. like, and She's known about it her whole life. Her whole life. And, and she's, she's told Ethan. Yeah, she told Ethan. And she's, like, on the run. So she's like, I need to find this gold. And then I am getting out of here. Yeah, I'm going to buy an island. She's going to buy an island. Yeah, she's going to get out and she's going to live her damn life. Yeah, take lavender baths mm-hmm. every day on her island. But there, there's a lot of like, it's like, who's going to get it first, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if we're talking about the band of um, ministers, yeah. they've, their descendants are kind of in mm-hmm. this fight gener- a couple generations later yeah. for mm-hmm. this treasure that's yeah. out there somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Um, so everyone's after it. Someone knows that Mara's after it. He's sending his thugs against Mara. Mara races back to her hometown of Kiev in yep. order to get this gold and just we're going down an alley and then all of a sudden the thugs corner her mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then suddenly a door opens in the alley, a hand pulls, grip, pulls out, grips her and yanks her in and shuts the door. The thugs don't get her. And when she looks around to see what's... In, she's also been shot. When she looks around and sees like what place she's inside, she just sees a bunch of dead bodies and is like, "What the fuck?" I was not and then, prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, and then falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, because one, you've been shot, so like you're gonna you're gonna tap out. Yeah, in a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you are in a catacomb. What's happening? Like yeah. it's just shelves of dead bodies. Yeah, but it ends up being a lab. Yeah, um, and a the, forensics lab. A forensic lab belonging to lo and behold. The love of her life, Ethan. Dr. Ethan Stewart. Dr. Ethan Stewart, who we learn is digging up a bunch of these dead bodies that were 
I guess, victims of Mara's father. They all have, like, the Greek, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tattoos on them that, like, symbolize, you know, you know, whatever to, yeah. to the church. It takes a little while to get to that point. Yeah. So you, it, it's a little... Like, I was unprepared, again, for dead bodies being everywhere. And yeah, there are yeah. dozens of them. Uh-huh. There are, like, three dozen dead bodies, like, in this in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that tattoo, mm-hmm. like, somewhere on their bodies, the Greek symbol. And in some cases, branded into yeah. the skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we find out from, you know, the flashback in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we do meet uh, Aiko mm-hmm. later. Yes. Um, she is, she said that that needle would hit the bone. Yeah. So you have bones with the shadow of the tattoo, Mm -hmm. which is wild. So we have tattoo mystery. We've got gold. We've got dead bodies. We've got forensics. Mm -hmm. We've got the past. We've got gangsters, casinos. (laughs) Yeah. It's a cross country journey. She goes from Detroit and she like fights off one of the thugs in mm-hmm. Detroit. Yeah. We mentioned like the waitress mm-hmm. who becomes her partner. He, I guess, kills her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and finds out where she is. And then he chases her basically across the country. Uh-huh. So we're here at this point and she's hiding and she's hiding from these two goons. Yeah. Like the dumbest thugs. They were, I mean, they were like silly Billy thugs like Ole boss you know yeah. that <laughs> really like i know one who's like yeah i'm having a conversation <laughs> with her i think she's kind of engaging yeah and uh and they have her in a, in a ford expedition thank mm-hmm. you so much for mentioning the exact suv stacy yes and um and that's when she breaks free and she's running through the streets of kiev texas which doesn't exist i looked mm-hmm. it up oh um, yeah i was like oh yeah i didn't think it existed it's eastern texas we find out right. so it's like yeah. the more humid houston area Yes, 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 yes. Some of the bodies, as Ethan will tell us, um, have been preserved, like, Mm -hmm. so well. Yeah. And to the point where there's one guy who's been dead for 30 years... And he's um, and he he's perfectly preserved. And she sees him and she's like, that's this... I I forget his name. Like, Manuel, maybe, Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was... uh, He worked for her father. Mm -hmm. And he died when she was, like, four years old. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And she knew him and she saw him. And she's like, I know who he is. So they all have these tattoos. And and they all mean something. The numbers or the letters Mm -hmm. mean... Are translated to something. Like, good soul or, Mm -hmm. like... unsalvageable. Yeah, or like traitor, forgiveness, yeah. servant. Yeah. Banished to hell yes. at one point. Mm-hmm. Like he banished a woman who helped her mother escape. Yeah. She, now Mara also has a brand because um, she tried to like sneak out with Ethan and then when she got back, her family or her dad like branded her with something. Correct. I forget so. what it was, but it was probably something like slut. It probably involved the word slut. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was very um, slut, slut centric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it was um, a harlot. Yeah. You know, adjacent. Um mm-hmm. 
they there is a lot of mention in this book yeah. of prostitution. Everyone thinks she's a prostitute. Everyone thinks she's a prostitute. And yeah. it's so funny to read it too. And it's like the book was it came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. And it's like sex workers the term now. Right. Come on, Stacey. I know. Yeah. But like ten years ago, yeah, that was a that was what the word you used. True. But I think it's more of like, okay, these people are judgmentally being like, you're a prostitute as opposed to like, you're a sex worker and I understand that you make money. It was like su- such a shaming kind of totally. thing, you know? I kind of feel like um, the coming around on that could have either happened because I live in Los Angeles right. now yeah. mm-hmm. or like it happened in the last five years, you know? like Totally. I, I think the yeah. people get it more. I feel like, yeah, even in college, like we were like sex workers and then um, but it was like after I left the like microcosm of college, it was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, not everyone <laughs> yeah. is as like sex positive as everyone in this liberal arts colony in Boston, you know. Oh, you went to college in Boston? I went to Emerson College. Oh my God. Yeah. Did we talk about that? Because no, I'm maybe? from Boston. Oh yeah, you are from Boston. Yeah, well, I'm from Massachusetts yeah. and I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Emerson. I got in, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to another school instead. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart choice. Yeah. I probably told you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a lot of friends who went to Emerson. I mean, it's great. So we'll have yeah. to talk offline about like yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it, it does create this little like bubble of a community, and especially yeah. in a city like Boston, which mm-hmm. is a city of um, of extremes. I think you yeah. know, like you have a lot of very con- socially conservative people. Yeah. in Boston, like mm-hmm. I think I could travel this entire country and not be called uh, a faggot until I go home. Uh-huh. Can I say that word on this of podcast? Of course, you can say whatever like, you want on okay, this podcast. you're explicit. Yeah. Um, we're, I talk about sex books. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you had to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, to Stacey's good credit, she never yeah. says the word fuck. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. in, in this, she it's, it's very like... It's very elegant. It's very elegant. She has an elegant prose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The goons do have thoughts of raping Mara. We do... Yeah. Yeah. see that in the mm-hmm. beginning and actually throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm going to have her. Yeah. It was, mm. um, yeah, it did. It was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It, and again, you know, very like goofy goon <laughs> style. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the one thing where I'm like, okay, everything else is like so subtle and like, you know, grounded. And then it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of comes out and it gets thrown at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah what yeah. we learn is that Mara left Ethan um, years before mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had dreams of doing things together. But yeah. she kind of, it, it's that very sacrificial like, like, I'm not good for you. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she like, because she thinks she's like damaged goods because yeah. of her past. And um, listen, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all had those struggles. We all had those struggles. And like, it was legit. Like, she left to protect Ethan, like, from her, like, crazy father. Yeah. Um, so she takes all of Ethan's money and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had thousands of dollars saved up and she yeah. just, like, books it. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Squanders the money and becomes a con artist. Yeah. Confidence artist. Yeah. Confidence <laughs> artist. Yes. Um, she gives her, she later in the book gives her occupation as a confidence artist. So great. Thought, well, that yeah. is done with confidence she indeed. Is very, she's a very confident character. She really is. She like is, it's so funny. Like she's so intelligent, yet she doesn't think she's like academically smart, but she's like smarter than like, 
Ethan and she's, you know what I mean? Like oh, and she's yeah. like smarter than his like, I guess his girlfriend that he's Leslie. Cur- Leslie. Leslie is casual. I, yeah. you, you really mm-hmm. kind of get the feeling like that the jealousy is dismissed kind of early because yeah. Leslie is, she's an academic herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is a bit snotty. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, she carries that, mm-hmm. but she gets right to work basically when they she pull her helps in. Them. Like she's just like, I know where to go. And she like takes them to yeah. the cave, which yes, is there caves in the book? Yeah. They end up in a cave. Yeah, they end up in a cave. <laughs> there's a nursing <laughs> home in the book because before Leslie, there's mm-hmm. the, the temptation of Leslie. There's the yes. teasing of Leslie. Like mm-hmm. she's going to, she's going to show up anytime because now Ethan mm-hmm. is holding on to Mara yeah. in uh, in his studio apartment above the warehouse, which is above the cold storage where he keeps the bodies. Yeah. So what a what a way to live. It's like you. It's like you. Your apartment is above, which is like a bare bones like loft apartment. With a futon. With a futon and then like a hot plate and like all he yeah. has is soup. That's it. Oh, man. But she makes pancakes. She does make pancakes. Can you do that on a hot plate? I mean, you can. You it's can. a burner, basically. It's a burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just one. Yeah. So you, can. <laughs> you can't cook a turkey. No, you, you shouldn't t- cook a turkey. No. I mean, maybe if you have a toaster oven, but that's... Yeah, get a convection oven, guys. Yeah. I mean, Ethan, regardless Ethan, of the point. It's 2006. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> catch up. Um, you can do a whole rotisserie chicken in yeah. something that you can... At mm-hmm. an oven that you can buy at BJ's Wholesale Club or I mean, Costco. Yeah, Ethan, you're making enough money. I think he's making enough money to Going through those a, bodies. Yeah, like, why can't you afford a box spring, man? Like, I come know. on. Yeah, but Mara doesn't bother her. She's no. like, I am happy to be here. Oh, she's thrilled because she's um, been shot. Yeah. She's been, she had her leg grazed by a rusty bumper. Mm-hmm. And I know we're like jumping around a little, but oh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're on this journey oh, together. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, so he, I, what I was shocked by, number one, the bodies, because you don't, mm-hmm. we don't get that out of the way for a while. I know. So that was like hanging over my I head. thought it was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's holding a scalpel. Yeah. And she's like, are you going to kill me? And then she passes out. Yeah. And then he brings her up and he's like, he has a syringe and he's like, it's a tetanus shot. And I'm going like, what? Who has that? Like you yeah. don't you don't have a box spring, but you have like tetanus, tetanus. <laughs> like sh- like yeah, ready like, to go. In yeah, your like fridge. a medical kit. What? I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then we find out he's a doctor. He, yeah, he's a doctor. Um, yes, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like sexy healing. You know, it's totally sexy healing. Sexy healing. And the whole time, all I can think is she must be so dirty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's been on the run. She's been running yeah okay Mm -hmm. i don't think that she applied no i was worried about like her clothes because she was there for a while and then it was like and she was wearing his like shorts and shirt and then i'm like like what where like it very stressed me out like how is she like running around and not like having to like constantly try to like pull the shorts up because she's wearing she's you know lithe and she's wearing like a muscly man's shorts oh yeah (laughs) because as we find out he's filled out he is has filled out and boy is she was like oh wow the years have been kind yes the years have been good to ethan to ethan to Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. there are moments where she is described as you know road hard and put away wet basically like Mm -hmm. the like she's she's sinewy and she's 
um, she's worn, she's angular, she's yeah. very thin, mm-hmm. um, you know, and she runs like a marathon runner because she's yeah. running away from people who are trying to kill her. Exactly. Her workout is her job of running to stay alive. Yeah. So yeah. being a con artist yeah. and running through the streets. And for some so, reason, Ethan's hot from cutting up dead bodies. I don't know. He's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very casual. Like when yeah. they explore the dead bodies, mm-hmm. it's like, are we putting on masks? Yeah, it was... What? Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, I was like, is that, like, in the real world? Like, are you allowed to do what he does? Like, can you just be like, I'm going to make this room, like, a dead body exploratory room? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't you need, like, a license from the state or something? I would think so, but he's funded by a private party. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, so... After the sexy healing happens, yeah. and there mm-hmm. is really, I oh, mean, so it's much like, sexy healing. It's like he—he's grazing this part. She's mm-hmm. grazing that part. She's catching, you know, mm-hmm. the long thickness of his finger. Yeah, or like or long fingers. He has long fingers. He has long fingers. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm attracted to long fingers. Yeah, I, I I guess it scares me a little bit. I can understand that. I a guess it's man a man with long fingers. A long finger. It reminds me of like Slender Man, even though. Oh God, yes. Isn't like a little like Mr. Slend, like Mr. Long Fingers. <laughs> Do you remember Salad Fingers? Is that something? <laughs> I think I do. It was some video and it was like like eating a salad with a rusty spoon. It's very Amy Klobuchar. It's very um, (laughs) like eat a salad with what's available to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Long fingers, Mm -hmm. salad fingers. I don't know. That's what I think of. I have big Italian meaty hands. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like. But could he still have big hands and long fingers? Yes, but I think that there's like a slenderness to the yeah. hands. And that Maybe that's why match. I thought Slender Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think she describes that at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like they're like slender, mm-hmm. yet everything else about him is it's, like beefy and mm-hmm. it's like, but the hands. The hands. That's like somebody with like very skinny calves. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. and that could be his calf, as we said. Yeah, it could be. Instead, he has his, <laughs> his big... calves look like arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't know. He's we... also very flexible, I guess. Apparently, uh, according to the book cover, and she's just caressing his foot. Yeah. it's an arm. I I'm on board with you. Okay, that it's an arm. Listen, guys, if you, <laughs> we'll leave it up to the listeners. Just let us know: is it an arm? Is it a leg? What do you think? Yeah, am I making things up here? Probably. I mean, listen, it's it it look it's. <laughs> It's fine. It's it fine. It is fine. We we get out of this book what we want. That's, you know, the the you know, fun of this book is we like do. sometimes whatever, you know. But I was roped in. I have to oh, say oh, like so I good. was yeah. just Stacy, come on. She's written so many. Yeah. I am going to I feel like you know, I do the podcast, I read other books, but I feel like with this I'm going to continue reading her books. I yeah. mean, it really was just like so enthralling. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I would say it is 60 to 70% mystery. Yeah. It definitely, yes, it definitely felt like a thriller, which is like why I do think it like was so different from like other romances where it was like, I feel like other romances, like I love romantic suspense. Like that's like, you know, bodyguard style stories. Oh God, yeah. (laughs) So there is like, you know, a, a... 
element of like the thriller element, but it is like mostly about like their love and being attracted to each other and sex while, you know, on the run, that style. But this was really about like, it legit felt like an Indiana Jones movie, but in a book with a female character who was cool and um, sexy gazing, <laughs> which I'm like, A plus. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. like, you know, and what a plus that, like, she has been shot and now she can recover mm-hmm. in her ex boyfriend doctor's yeah. loft apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically cut to it over time and they figure out what's going on here with the Greek letters and that yeah. these were people who were tied to her father. She can identify the bodies, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild. But he's funded. We I, I totally mm-hmm. like cut us off, I think. But oh, like okay. yeah. he's funded by a Conroy. Conroy, yeah. Yeah. Who Davis Conroy? Was that his first? Yes, name? it was. Yeah. Or Dave, yeah, it was Davis Conroy. Yeah, who we learned Conroy is actually also one of the original preacher gang, gang preacher, you know, gold thug gang guys, preacher thug guys <laughs> gang. Who like, so he's like, you know, someone else who is after the gold. Um, mm-hmm. so now you know the stakes are against Ethan and Mara. Yeah, because he has money, he has resources, he has mm-hmm. goons. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he does have money and he wants more, but I guess there's no ceiling when you're rich. I mean, listen, <laughs> this is why we need Stacey Abrams. Stacey, come on. Yeah. Like she was like, you know, she's making a point, you know, people who yeah. want money aren't going to win. No, you know? no. Yeah. Um, and so he is funding Ethan mm-hmm. to try to figure out what's going on with these bodies because mm-hmm. there's a basically a code yeah. that mm-hmm. he feels like they're buried with. Yeah, it's like legit Da Vinci code, which is yeah. another fun thing because there's like code breaking in this too where it's like she looks at the Greek letters and like it symbolizes something and also symbolizes numbers and this takes them to that and it was like, oh my God, again, like another element to this book. I know. Mm-hmm. It was, I did think Da Vinci Code. Like, this is a yes. very sexy Da Vinci Code. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so he's trying to crack the case. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get to the gold. Yeah. Um, and she pulls Ethan in and quickly kind of their love rekindles. Yes. With, you know, mm-hmm. there was a, much consternation yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then Leslie, because she's, I think of her as like a non-starter when she does yes. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm here. Hi. You Whatever. Know. Yeah. Um, but you know what I really liked about this? Like there wasn't like the kind of like, Like Mara, like when Ethan leaves the room, Mara's like, I'm in love with Ethan. So just deal with that. And and then like, and Ethan like comes back in like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he comes back in and he just sees like these two ladies like Gavin, best friends. That's right. And I thought that was like such a great like move because you would think that it would, you would introduce like the ex versus the current girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's like that kind of like, you know kind of cliche tension but Mara ended up like befriending her even yeah, though she was also together. they were in it together and yeah. I thought like yes what like it was it was so great and I loved that yeah strong women who are different you know like mm-hmm. different kinds of strong different kinds of uh intelligent and and unique yeah. like they're not going to be petty right and bitter mm-hmm. they are just going to get what they need to get. I mean, essentially, like, they pull Leslie in at the Mm -hmm. worst time. Yeah. Like, she's Mm -hmm. coming anyway for a visit. Yeah. And, like, 
all of this stuff is happening and they need to make an escape. Yeah. Like they, Leslie like literally arrives. She's like, Hey, I'm here. Hot and meets Mara. Oh no, he's the ex. And then suddenly they're like, okay, Conroy's on our tail. Leslie, get in the car. We're driving away. Also, I'm going to explode the... Oh, yeah. P.S. <laughs> there's um, an explosion. <laughs> there's an explosion. <laughs> and we're friends with the police chief in town. So, yeah. And she's there and she's like, um... And there is one point where she's like, um, hello, police yeah. chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, you're telling the police chief that, like, you have to explode the warehouse. I was really yeah. surprised by that. But and the police, I, like, she's like, I guess I'll look away for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and a massive explosion. By the way, 30 bodies are downstairs, are, like, yeah. in the cold storage. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's like, I'm done with this. Yes. I'm done yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to work for Conroy anymore. Mm-hmm. And we figured out what's going on with all this mm-hmm. all this stuff because Mara knows. She knows mm-hmm. every piece of it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, uh, that part is over. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is blow up the apartment and the yeah. warehouse mm-hmm. beneath it yeah, to make it look like we died in an explosion because the yeah. goons, mm-hmm. Rabby, Arthur Rabby, is yes. that, and then mm-hmm. who's the other one? Oh, name. he's like Brian. No, he's not a Brian. But, but he was There's like never he, the yeah. name Brian in a yeah. romance novel. <laughs> was there a, no? Yeah, I mean, if you find one, let me know. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, again, someone's gonna be like, um. By the way, in this book, his name is Brian, and in this book, his yeah. name is Brian. But I thought you were gonna say there's never a thug named Brian, and I'm like, <laughs> well, that's true. That too. part's true too. <laughs> like, like, you better watch out. Brian's coming. <laughs> oh God, I'm so threatened. <laughs> You don't want to mess with Brian. Brian with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> like he is really threatening. Um, <laughs> the other guy. Oh my God, I forget his name because Arthur Rabbi is like mm-hmm. the lead goon. And then the other guy is kind of like the, he's like the meat of the operation. Yeah, he's but one. he's like kind of nice. He's kind of nice. Yeah. And he was just like. Like, there was one point where, like, Mara was, like, you know, tied up in their car or whatever, and he's, like, having a pleasant conversation with her. You know what I mean? And it was, like, dude, get away from Robbie or whatever his name is. Yeah, Yeah. Arthur Robbie. Arthur Robbie. Um, Yeah, and I get the the feeling that he, like, I I actually thought there was going to be something that happened between them. Yeah, I thought he was going to, like, the nice Brian um, was going <laughs> to... Which is not his name, but it <laughs> is, is now. Not it is now. Um, Brian the Thug was going to, like, kind of join Mara's side and, like, together, like, they would, like, you know, yeah. d- like, thwart uh, uh, Robbie. Yeah, that they would kill him. Mm-hmm. But no. No. Um, and, they, yeah, there were a lot of, like, moments where, like, he almost got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, with the the gun mm-hmm. fight that happened like in traffic. Yep. And that's how Mara escaped that situation where she yeah. was, she was not tied up. No. Yeah. And that was one thing that Conroy said, like, please tell me you tied them up. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. what? Huh? That was so like, funny. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> these two doofuses like can't even I tie know. their hostage up. The, the most richest person in the world. <laughs> Can't afford like some, like. <laughs> I don't think there are a lot of brains at Trump Tower. So listen, no, I'm good sure. Point. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, there's some dolts out yeah. there. 
<laughs> you can be too stupid to live. You can be. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the real too stupid to live. <laughs> it's the whole meaning. It's the whole, like, there is, there's too stupid to live, which is fun, this podcast, whatever, but then there's too stupid to live. And Robbie <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> you guys. You guys say your goodbyes now. <laughs> Just so dumb. So they see the warehouse explosion. They're like, (laughs) it's very like Scooby Doo, like legs, just like they reminded me of like um, you know, in Superman, there's not, but he's like Mr. Luthor. Like it's like that (laughs) guy. I forget his name. Just Um, like total like okay, Mr. Luthor. It's like, which manifested itself later mm-hmm. in like Joe Pesci as the yes. robber in Home Alone. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mauve. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're the one band. It's yeah. like, it's just <laughs> dumb. Come on. So one um, word Stacy uses a lot um, is akimbo. Yes. <laughs> arms akimbo. Arms akimbo. But they were legs akimbo. Legs, and they were just oh boy. getting out of town. Yeah, they were legs akimbo. Things got akimbo. Bow. Things got to get a warehouse akimbo because um, yeah. there were timbers everywhere. I know, you know? yeah. Dead yeah. bodies akimboed in more ways than one. Oh, God. Um, so the three of them, you know, get away. Yeah. And they realize they need to find one of the keys. And one of the keys are in is in these, like, caves, like these cool caves. Yeah. Um, that's like a tourist attraction. So they like race over to the the cave uh, park and um, <laughs> right there for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a tourist. <laughs> you can go hiking. Yeah. You could find the keys. Literally anyone could have found those keys this whole mm-hmm. time. But they also find this out because earlier before Leslie arrives, the day that Leslie arrives, they mm-hmm. go to the nursing home where yes. Aiko, mm-hmm. her grandmother, Mara's grandmother is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Japanese. Mm-hmm. We, that is revealed. I should have known the, mm-hmm. the name like Aiko, but I was like, mm-hmm. I, this is a romance novel. Nobody yeah. has a normal name. No, there are no Brian's <laughs> here. Okay. It's Mara. It's, you know, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very like this. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she's she is uh, a Japanese woman, and I thought that was a very interesting, like, not important, but also mm-hmm. something I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, like like everything else in the world, like they're at m- majority of protagonists are white and straight, and like that's yeah. like the majority of like romances that tend to, I say, be published more than other romances totally. that aren't as published as much or self-published. And it's like you don't have access to mm-hmm. like all these different books with like different like, you know, protagonists. So to have that, I thought was like, especially in like a, a you know, a book that's like was mainstream and published, you know, I thought it was great. I thought it was great too. And yeah. I, I, I actually like another reason to applaud Stacey Abrams is because mm-hmm. she wrote... Um, I, I think that most of the characters in her books are African American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, she has black characters, she has mixed race, she's kind of trying to cover a lot of different bases without mm-hmm. like overdoing it and it's yeah. very natural. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. it's just an interesting story to think of like a Japanese woman, uh, tattoo artist in the nineteen thirties mm-hmm. married to a black preacher who's blind. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Who goes blind in an accident with some of the goons? Yeah, the they goons throw are, acid or something at his yeah, face. Yeah, there's or like something. a there's and the acid comes back. Yeah, yes it does. So, 
<laughs> um, so yeah, so they go to visit her in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole time, like she was just so nervous to go visit her 86 year old grandmother in the nursing home mm-hmm. as you would be. I mean, yeah. like you kind of abandoned her. Yeah. But we learned that she's also been like kind of not funneling, but like, you know, supporting her grandmother and she's Mm -hmm. living in a nice nursing home. Not that that, you know, makes it any better that you're not seeing your family members, but it did seem like this was like a primo place to nurse. Yeah, (laughs) to to nurse your life away. And yeah, so she is, she's there and she's apparently like the belle of the ball at the nursing home. Like everybody Mm -hmm. loves her. Yeah. Um, And so she welcomes her right back, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really... Like we, we don't waste any time. Yeah. I thought that was great, you know, and like it, it wasn't, again, it wasn't like this cliche thing of like, she's this sad woman in a nursing home and all she does for the past 10 years is like, look at photos of her family and no one like, she hasn't talked to anyone. In. <laughs> what a lonely woman. Yeah. So sad. But yeah. no, it's no, none of it's that. not. Which was like so refreshing. It's so cool. You yeah. know, like she, and, and the staff loves her and they mm-hmm. put sunshine pillows in her room, mm-hmm. but she hates them because yeah. like, too much yellow is bad. She's right. I'm just letting you know, guys. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't use too much don't yellow. Don't use too much yellow in your design because it's just too much. It's, it's too much. It's a yeah. color that can drive you mad. Agreed. Um, yeah, it can wake you up, but it can't wake you but it'll wake you up too much if you overdo it. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. I'm so glad we got away from the yellow kitchen trend. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah. Like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. It was like lemon yellow kitchens. Yeah. I mean, I do like the idea of like yellow. Like I think there's like a brightness to it, but yeah. it's like you have you can't like overdo it. Or else, mm-hmm. like you'll you you'll burn your pupils. Oh, absolutely! And as yeah. a as a fair uh, toned person myself, mm-hmm. like I'm blonde, and so yeah. like I've mm-hmm. like fashion wise, I've always like yellow is not an option, orange is not an option. Same for here, me, right? yeah, same here. You know, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna put it like no. on a sofa. You know, no, no, yeah, it's you know we gotta do light blues. Oh, light I love blues. Navy. I love black. a blue. Oh, navy. God, yeah. oh, come on. I know. You know, yeah. so I assume that that's what Aiko's room is because she is <laughs> yeah. a woman of taste. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, she welcomes her granddaughter right back. And she also says, like, you have had the map all along. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? Are you talking? Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I have had the map all along. It's a quilt. Yes, she made her do- her mm-hmm. granddaughter a quilt. And what's so crazy is that like she did it so surreptitiously. You know what I mean? Like she like she had her like you know son or whatever or you know like being like this dickhead or whatever. You yeah, know her what I mean? Son like was being awful. like being like not a dickhead, abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just so scared to to like say anything so scared of being found out um you know by telling you know Mara where it is so like just like in at night she like she sewed codes and that was yeah. cool yeah 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 and she and i think because her it, it seems like her son was an egomaniac yeah so yeah. these are the kinds of things that just skate under the you know Mm -hmm. like under the surface like slide under the radar for people like that yeah they're not going to pick up on it Mm -hmm. um so yeah it is kind of brilliant that she always like had her granddaughter's back like she Mm -hmm. always knew that her granddaughter would come back and she uh seems very at peace with how she's going to help this whole situation yeah it did seem like there was a level of empathy because she was like 
Mara, your life was hard. Like I'm gl-, like, she was always like, I'm, it's good that you left. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you I'm broke not, Ethan's heart, but you know, sure, I'm, yeah. but no, you know, don't worry about me. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. get it. You know, yeah. you have to live your life. And mm-hmm. I, and I think because she was married to who she was married to yeah, mm-hmm. and experienced what she did with her son and everything throughout the years mm-hmm. that that built up that profile of a very empathetic understanding person yes so you know so that is really cool Mm -hmm. she's a cool character um i want a spinoff oh my god yeah that'd be great (laughs) yeah just like her in the nursing home (laughs) a romance novel oh yeah in the nursing home why not it exists have you ever read one a romance novel in a nursing home yeah um you know i haven't i have read um books where you know there's maybe like a flashback where it talks about like the protagonist's parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a chapter about the protagonist's parents and they have like a love scene or maybe, yeah, but not like, you know, where the two protagonists are in a nursing home mm-hmm. and they have a love story. Cause I want to read that. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, again, I'm sure there's like something out there, but again, yeah. there's like these like, you know, kind of like standards, you know, oh, yeah. of like, Oh, it's better if they're, you know, between the ages of 26 and 28 and they have to be skinny and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, I recently read a romance where the characters were in their 50s and it was like so refreshing. And then it was just like, oh my God, like they're in their 50s. And it's like, this would have been like with so many other like publishers, like probably would have been like turned down. Oh, totally. And that's one of the things that I also like love about this book. So, I mean, we Mm -hmm. have a lot of multicultural representation and I Mm -hmm. don't think that we have that normally in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, In all the romance novels that I've read, this Uh is the only one, but like, you know, but this is what I'm gathering, (laughs) right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, It's artistic expression. It's pop culture. You know, these are like widely popular, like pop, they're pop fiction. Totally. But we're talking about, but we're bringing in, you know, we have a lot of representation in this book, but we're also talking about characters that are in their 30s. So, you know, they are not 25 years old. Which is so great because like I just like like characters in their 30s who haven't figured shit out yet and I'm like perfect. Same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, And I'm almost out of my 30s. So (laughs) like can I take that unsure attitude with me? Yeah. You you can stay as unsure as you want because there's going to be something where someone's writing people in their 40s and they don't know what to do with their lives and it's going to be so refreshing. That's great because I'm going to not know what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I think I I do. I'm doing fine. But um, um, Are you kidding me? You're doing great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I think you are too. Oh, thank you. I think we're doing great. We're both doing great. We're being really hard on ourselves. Let's, I see this pillow behind you. It's a heart with yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. It's like... Let's embrace that. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just hug. Hug the, ourselves. Hug ourselves. Yeah. And just like really um, mm-hmm. lift ourselves up and lift each other up. Yeah. That's what it's um, all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And so, yeah, in, in this book, like it it really felt like this is not your typical. It's just not. It's it's mm-hmm. it, it has so many mystery elements. Yeah. I love that they, so they go spelunking with Leslie. Yeah. You know, uh, spelunking yeah. As, they, as one does. As one does. And then to like they, look for the key. Yeah. They mm-hmm. get the keys. And this is, was like, and this was like a great scene because they're like pre- pretty much trapped in a cave together, the three of them. And it's like things have come to a head. Like, is Ethan going to go with Leslie or is he going to go with Mara? And Mara's freaking out like, oh my God, I think he wants to be with Leslie because he's seeing them embrace 
Grace, but then Ethan's like, oh, I, I'm in love with Mara, but Leslie's here. What do I do? Yeah. Um, the tension there was palpable. It was a lot. It was I a mean, lot. And of course, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. Ethan, Ethan chooses, chooses Mara. Mara. Yeah. And, and Leslie's cool with it. And she's good. She's yeah. like, I'm going to go on with my life and you mm-hmm. take care of him. Like, yeah. you know, he, he has this intellectual curiosity that you need to make sure that you fulfill. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not mean about it. No, that's what I mean. I really did like Leslie. <laughs> I like Leslie. She was great. I like her. Like I said, she was a non-starter in some Mm -hmm. ways because I thought that she was going to cause friction and she didn't cause friction. Like she, it was a very adult exchange. Yeah, And you almost, but, and then in a way you almost like felt for her a little bit of like, yeah, it totally fucking sucks to like see someone who you think you're going to start a relationship with and like be let down. Like when she leaves, you know, when she says to Ethan, like for the final time of like, you're really lucky that you found this love and then walks away like it was just like like I, I'm like I want to read a spinoff about her you know? know and then it's like I hope really great things which they will like great things will come to Leslie I want I like Leslie so much and that's why I was so upset when she got kidnapped <laughs> I mean, yeah. So she does that. She's like, you know, I'm good with everything. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Walks away. Yeah. And then essentially gets gets snatched. fucking kidnapped. (laughs) Oh, man. The amount of times that's happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I get dumped and then kidnapped. (laughs) Like, Leslie, what a bad day. Yeah, Leslie never go to Texas ever again. She just... be a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she says. Like, oh, (laughs) you will never believe the Monday that I had when on Tuesday. (laughs) You will never believe my Monday. That's right. Um, Yeah. Because it it gets resolved pretty quickly. Yes, it does get resolved quickly. They um, find a way. So the the gold is in this box. And Mm -hmm. you think that there needs to be four keys to open the box. But Mara learns that you really only need three keys. Right. Um, and so like for some reason, like Conroy gets the box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks he's going to like open it and see the gold, but then he opens and poison spews out. It's the, it's the acid. It's the, like, oh, acid. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. an acid. It's like but acid, then, fu- like just shoots out. Yeah. At it's like those, um, you know, like the snake in the can thing. Yes. It's like he opens it, but it's like acid in his face. And it's yes. like, who invented that maneuver? I don't know. Like, Do you have a pressure cooker? Um, no, I don't. So we have a pressure cooker mm-hmm. and I've never used it because it scares me. I would imagine. Um, yeah. But today, I had to like relieve the pressure mm-hmm. in the pressure cooker. Um, <laughs> my I live with my ex, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were together, and then we decided like let's not be together. But you know mm-hmm. what a great house, and we yeah. share dogs, and we get oh, along yeah. great. That's so, great. Yeah. So we do. Yeah. So he's and and we've been broken up for like two and a half years. Wow! And we yeah. still live together. That's it's amazing. Been like four years that we've lived in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it it works out really well. Anyway, so today he's like, I'm going. I have to go to the gym. Um, can you, when this thing beeps, release the pressure? And here's what you have to do. Like it. He's like, you need to like take the like we had a towel Mm -hmm. take the towel pull the valve but you Mm -hmm. have to pull it away because you'll get burned Mm -hmm. 
And whoa, let me tell you. That sounds horrifying. It's horrifying yeah. in a way, but it's like it it was he wasn't kidding. Like it yeah. is so much steam mm-hmm. like that comes out and it comes yeah. out for like a solid like three minutes. Oh my god. And so you have to pull it away and and put the towel over it so that like the steam doesn't just like, you know, right. go anywhere. It just mm-hmm. goes into the towel. Um all of that is to say mm-hmm. that uh, that happened around when I was reading the scene <laughs> with this. And I was like, nice. you know what? This is exactly how it was for Davis Conroy. Like yeah. he got, it was, it was like a pressure cooker worth of steam, but with acid with right acid. at his base. Yeah. And the guy mm-hmm. who was with him, I forget his name. His name is probably Brian too. Yeah. But he was like <laughs> standing behind him. And... Stacy says, like, until his death, he would always say that he could not get the scream out of his head or something. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought that was a great line. That was a great line. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no gold for Davis. No gold for Davis. Gold for Mara. Yeah. And... um Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Does Leslie get cold or she just is like, Leslie, I'm fine. <laughs> they they put her up in a hotel room. Okay, so she has a great hotel room. It's like yeah. you have a suite for the night. You're yeah. fine. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to the Omni and we got <laughs> you a hotel room, Leslie. What more do you want? She's like, I'm fine. This is fine. Like, why are I'm like, I've been okay this whole time. Why are you guys just do your thing? Like yeah, I'm gonna deal go back to work and meet someone else. Yeah. I am a Bostonian catch. She's Boston. Yeah. And I appreciated that so much. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Newbury Street or whatever. Yeah, like Back Bay. I'm a Back Bay girl. Yeah, don't worry. I have a house in Back Bay. (laughs) Yeah, I have my own (laughs) back porch. Yeah. Okay. And it has plants on it. I'm a well-curated person and you don't yeah. have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. But I, I would think that they give Leslie some gold. And then they it's do. in like yeah. gold coin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, which is very DuckTales again. Yes, <laughs> I know. Swimming around yeah. in it. It must be heavy as hell. It must be. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was just like picturing like, just like gold Bars. Bars. That's what I yeah. pictured too. But I think they're coins. In the Unsolved Mysteries yeah, okay. episode mm-hmm. that I was talking about with Babe. Yeah. And I think I started talking about this and I got away from it. But mm-hmm. Babe, the actress that they had player, had the worst voice ever. Uh-huh. Like she was like, where's my gold? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? What? Um, but it was a cave of gold bars. Oh, wow. And so that is what I pictured this whole time until yeah. they like get to gold coins. Mm-hmm. I was picturing like... Maybe like was there in like Pirates of the Caribbean, which I haven't seen in like a gazillion years. Like maybe there was like a chest of gold coins. Like I was picturing like that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something um, that like a St. Patrick's Day bounty. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. And the coins might be chocolate. Exactly. It was like that, but they weren't chocolate. But yeah. even if they were, that would have been great. What hey, about what a bounty? That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so they got their gold and then, you know. They get separate hotel rooms. They that's well, the part yeah. I don't really understand. Well, here's that was kind of confusing because like Mara like comes in and is basically like Ethan, I'm only here for a little while. I got to get this thing because then I got to go to my island and change my name and do all my stuff. So Ethan was under the impression that like after all of this was over, he was still thinking that Mara was going to leave. Right, because she, she like, always has. Because she always has, which understandable. Yeah, but Mara was like. No, like I told you that I I loved you. I mean, I'm scared, but like I, you know, I really want to try like living my life with you. And then um, 
he he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, and then they like have a, an really? "I love you" yeah moment. And then and he has it. like a great thing of like, "I have faith in you, Mara." Like faith. I what did know. he say? It was something like very sweet. Like it's like faith is believing in someone who has made mistakes, or no, faith is believing that someone who's made mistakes can be a saint. And I was like, ah, oh. wow, Ethan. Wow. Yeah, I'm and pulling wow, it up. Stacey Abrams. Stacey. Yeah, he says, I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, Why not? Because I have faith in you. Mara shook her head once more, afraid to trust. I don't understand why. Shaking his head, Ethan murmured. Is this okay that I'm just reading it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Shaking his head, Ethan murmured, despite your upbringing, you don't really get this faith idea, do you? He laughed softly, heart soaring. Faith isn't about what I know of you. It's about what I believe lies within you. I know you have a good heart, that you'll face down hell itself for your friends, that you give your life for someone you loved. Yeah. Yeah. I Desperate to believe she held his cheek. How can that be enough? Yada, yada, blah, blah. I learned this from you, Mara. Redemption, faith, love. They aren't prizes to be won or free gifts with purchase. Faith is looking at a sinner and seeing the potential of a saint. Yes. And redemption is what you find, what you've earned when you finally stop punishing yourself for the sins of your father and see yourself as I see you. Come on. I mean, Jesus. That is like a you complete me kind of moment. Yes. Like, and it also, honestly, like kind of relates to her like political, you know, campaigns of like believing. Totally yeah, like she's like huge about like criminal justice reform. And I feel oh like it God. says that here. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And, that, and so if you know anything about Stacy, like you, her brother um, is a, is a, a former felon and addict mm-hmm. and everything and like he's cleaned his life up and mm-hmm. like but you know the hell that he's been through is something that's informed her yeah like about criminal justice reform and about like mm-hmm. how to help people who have been through that in their lives yeah and it's so true and I think that it's also it comes back to like our current political climate and mm-hmm. how much I see I see so many like purity arguments for people and mm-hmm. it's like you know what everybody has like a bunch of cons, you yes, know, absolutely. in the pro yeah, and yeah. con list. And, uh-huh. You know, and what we need to look at is how people have progressed over time and how they've changed and what they've done yeah. to kind of, you know, forge ahead mm-hmm. and where they are now and what that journey is as opposed to like something bad that you may not agree with that they did 20 years ago or something, yeah. you know? so it's I just, totally hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like it's something that I think we need to take, um, we need to, take heart of, you know, and really think about yeah. more mm-hmm. is that redemption story. And that's yeah. this whole story. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. Like absolutely. she's done pretty bad stuff. <laughs> um, you know, she's kind of she's she's been on the grift. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can't change this or con your way out of it. I have faith in you. I believe in you and I love you too. Mm. I mean, and that's how it ended, which I loved, you know, yeah. like it was, it, there wasn't like, uh, you know, an epilogue where there's a wedding or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was just like, they no. were together and he was like, I love you. And I love, there's a, I love when romances end that way where it's mm. like, you know that they're going to get married and have kids and life is going to be great. But like, you know, it's just like what they're happily ever after is up to your own imagination. Totally. And yeah. I really like and that. And it starts yeah. with this like very human understanding of each other. It's mm-hmm. not about the flesh. It's about like, it's about real love. Like yeah. this was, I, w- I think that my idea of romance novels before I kind of got into this one mm-hmm. was that it was just like smut. Right. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. so much like about the sex. Yeah. 
And there's so much behind this that like when they do get to the sex, it's like, no, this is so meaningful. Absolutely. And a lot of like romances are like that, you know, where the sex is just like, it's an empowering thing where like a woman is like discovering herself and discovering her partner. And it's like, there are like, if like romances can be so empowering, you know what I mean? And And more than just like, you know, like read erotica. Like I love erotica and I love smut and that's so great. But then mm-hmm. there's like, a, like on the other end of the spectrum are like these like really like profound books that are like epic and, and oh, have totally. like re- these really like internal arcs about like being devoted and, and redeem redemption and things like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, that's yeah. what this book was. And I was just like, this, this is everyone should read this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, and getting back to what I was saying with smut, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of positivity and, yeah. you know, in those pieces. Totally. And yeah. I mm-hmm. am a huge advocate for that. Yeah. But like I was thrown because mm-hmm. I really thought that that was like where we were going to go. Right. And so yeah. that, but then like reading that this is more of a mystery novel and mm-hmm. it's more about like lost love and yeah. reconnection mm-hmm. is uh, it's powerful. Yeah. Like it is a very different book. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it exceeded your expectations. It totally did. I, yeah. could, I couldn't believe when I got into like the first chapter or two, just how much into the mystery I was. Yeah. It was, I mean, agreed. Yeah. yeah. I Like I said, I forget if I said it when before we were recording, but I'm like, there were times where I was like, Oh yeah, this is a romance novel when they were like kissing because I was just like, oh yeah, I was like so into you yeah. totally forget. Mm-hmm. It was like if you like I feel like if if you like mysteries but you're like curious about like what romance is like, I think this might this book might be a good like segue from like if you still like the mystery genre but are curious about romance, like mm-hmm. read this book. I agree. Yeah. I watch a lot of murder she wrote and I have to say this is a Ooh. good compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like a Jessica Fletcher moment. You oh, know? totally. And yeah. the comeuppance of the bad guy. Like mm-hmm. it is it is very satisfying yes. to see that like the evil son of a bitch mm-hmm. the whole time like in the end gets his face like burned off. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's so insane. Like he's he's dead, right? I would imagine. Or is he just like really marred? I don't know. I would I think he's dead. I think he's dead. Be- yeah, I guess it's, I, we, let's just assume he's dead and if not he's dead inside because um yeah. you know, we can't see his facial expressions as to how dead he is. There's so, also you know, and, he, and chances are he can't see. So yeah. you know, it's very like his life is pretty he can't see his own riches. So but isn't that the tragedy of isn't it? Isn't it though? And there aren't yeah. any, by the way. You just got a, your face sprayed with acid. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll say he's dead. But basically mm-hmm. like he yeah. you know, he gets his in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Um and it just feels like it's very satisfying. The grandmother doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so no one really dies. Nobody dies except for the except woman for the, in the yeah, beginning. Right, yeah. And Cassandra. Mm-hmm. So, but like Leslie doesn't die. No. Um, and I, I liked that because I was like, oh no, is Leslie going to die? Like, I know. And then she didn't. Everything's fine. No. Yeah. And Mara actually is the like hostage negotiator yeah. like, through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like it is really just how she holds herself throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like there are moments where I'm like, I think she's like incredibly dirty and yes. she's like covered in blood <laughs> yeah. um, and she can't be trusted. And I get mm-hmm. that. I get that so much. Yeah. We get a lot of it, Stacy, mm-hmm. but, um, but she is really like, 
there's a sophisticated way about how she plays the system. Yes. And how she plays mm-hmm. the men who think that they have one up on her, that they're smarter than her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, she's like used to people underestimating her and like using it to her advantage. Oh, totally. Which again, plight of women in America. Absolutely. Yeah. Plight of Stacey Abrams. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I think so. You yeah. Know, I mm-hmm. think that she's been underestimated and she's such a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. I've been, I mean, I'm a cis white guy, but like mm-hmm. as a gay man, I've been mm-hmm. underestimated too. Sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've learned in my, in my life that like, that's actually a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you really do need to work with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt that way, particularly because she is, Mara is so intellectual, but she also points out that she didn't go to college. Right. So she like sees herself as like, sometimes like when, when she, like it's the three of them, like Mara will like be like, see, she sees herself as dumb, but it's like, no, you're like the smartest person yeah. in the room right now. And it's right. like, it's all of, and you like, we are underestimating you and you're underestimating yourself in this instance. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Leslie even asks, like, in, in their introduction, like, Dr. Reed, and she's like, yeah. no, I'm just misery. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. come on, like, eye roll moment. Yeah. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she really kind of, there's so much that she learns about herself, I think. Mm-hmm. And even though that's not blatant at the end of the book, like you said, with that ending, it's mm-hmm. just like, you kind of feel like this is the beginning of a self-realization journey that she is going to, that she can actually understand that she deserves good things in her life. Mm -hmm. And you feel that for her. You want it for her. Yeah. So Mara. Mara, we love you. Love you, Mara. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the Uh, podcast. This was so much fun. This was such a joy and it it was an honor to be asked. Oh, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, so I you have yeah, a podcast. I have a podcast, mm-hmm. and and you were a guest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. It was we have to have you back. Oh please, we had we had a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a special presentation. I host it with David Crab, and we uh, talk about uh, old TV. So we have a guest every week who kind of comes on to geek out about like their favorite old TV show. Uh, and we have several, and and it's all our friends. <laughs> like it's all comedy <laughs> friends. Yeah. Um, so it's like very fun. Mm-hmm. And we have a thing with Unsolved Mysteries, actually. I mentioned that on here, but I was watching it because Mm -hmm. every once in a while we'll have a guest who's like, I don't know what to cover. And I'm like, well, we could do an Unsolved Mysteries segment. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so like every 10 episodes, like we'll just like break and do an Unsolved Mysteries segment. So that's awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find that wherever you can find podcasts. Um, And of course, I'm working on the election. So it's very important that you get involved and, uh, you know, check your voter registration. So go Go to vote.org and make sure that you are registered to vote in your current address. If you have any questions, you can find me on social media at Jonathan B. Welch on all the platforms. Too Stupid to Live is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more podcasts you'll love, visit frolic.media slash podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.